So welcome to the live podcast. That's going to be interesting. This has never been done before. Never been done before. I feel like in our heads right now, it sounds like Houston rocket control here. That's what it is, Craig. It is. So anybody here know what Frank sign is? Oh my gosh. (laughs) You can't start the morning like this. We started my morning like that. Anyway, Google it. That's for later. So KK... What was your thought of your first dental conference? What did you think? What was your expectations going in, and what did you realize, and what did you see? I think I had a, a decent idea of how epic it was going to be because I've heard you talk about it so many times, and I've seen you show me the sizzle video like at least 14 times. So I knew your passion for it, and I knew, uh, I knew that it was going to be great, and I knew the level of uh, detail that, and precision that went into it from the team. But I didn't realize how robust it would be in terms of like contribution to the audience you know like you think of a dental conference and you think it's probably going to be some type of training on how to shape a tooth or you know something more specific it really felt connected and like it contributed to the quality of their lives which was just super awesome and I said sent you a text yesterday I had a meeting in the afternoon I'm like oh I don't want to leave I was taking notes in the back and just felt like I was a part of it and got so much out of it. It was really beautiful. Yeah, well, you really brought it. I mean, incredible. Everybody was telling me how amazing the energy was. And like I knew, because a lot of people haven't been exposed to you in the past, that people come into a dental convention, they're not really expecting that level of energy. And it was really cool. I mean, give KK a round of applause if she really got it going yesterday. Thanks, guys. That was awesome. I was even jumping around. Peter, literally, as I walked up, he's like, oh, bro, it sucks to be you right now. I'm like, well, why? He's like, she's a professional. You're a dentist, man. You have to go up after that. Don't screw this up. (laughs) I think the coolest thing, too, is yesterday, just after, you know, I love A, when, remember when we were at DIA doing that? It was long before Bulletproof, right? We were at DIA talking about that, and that was a podcasting. And it was the first time I had ever been to a dental convention where there was energy in the room post let's call it four o'clock, right? And we were like, I was like, clock, and people are yep. still engaging and talking and going over things. And I was like, that's the energy one day that I want to see. It's something oh, yeah. we do. And that's what was my, th- my favorite part happens kind of after the day when everyone kind of gets to give their aha moments, the, the, the revelation, like the changes, the impact, because that's when I think when the change happens. No, yeah. but I know, I know what you mean, Peter. I know, like, when, um, when that DIA conference was so cool like that. But, you know, the one thing no, is... No, actually, it wasn't DIA. Sorry, it was the Voices, Voices of, of Dentistry, Dentistry yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, But you got a bunch of podcasters together and all that stuff. But it's true. I walked around at 5 o'clock and 6 o'clock, or 6.30 last night, and there was such a good group of people, and conversations were going. And frankly speaking, I think a lot of the learning in a situation, uh, a summit like this, happens after hours. It's the assimilation. Everybody's co- talking. And there's a lot of very impressive people in the audience and uh, people that are influenced in their own right and uh, it's just cool to see them here and get their opinions on things and especially the people who bring you know teams you can have your own breakouts and then say all right what's our takeaway what are we going to be doing and then you know almost have an agreement with each other when you go home versus we always talk about if you know I used to go to a bunch of CE by myself you come home excited and be like hey everybody I learned this People will be like, okay, but we didn't get to be exposed to that. So there's the power in having proximity to each other and then going home with kind of a mission, a plan, the next steps to do, I think is, the, is that's where magic happens. Which I think this live podcast is so great for you that have teams at home because this is a way to kind of bridge the gap mm-hmm. and they can tune in to the live pod. There you go. There you go. Um, Craig, anything else to add? I just want people before they get on their planes and go back home because, you know, we get back home and things happen. Life goes back and you go back into your own existing patterns. I want people to maybe spend a little bit of time with their teams today during a breakout or, you know, maybe while waiting for a flight or traveling back and just kind of write out what you're trying to accomplish. 
because without that plan, I just fear like me, I've, you know, I've learned so much stuff in my life. And, you know, a week later, I'm like, ah, screw it. I've gone to some amazing things. I've taken in some amazing knowledge and just never executed it. And it starts to weigh on you. You start to feel guilty because you know better. You know, you know what to do and you didn't do it. You're like, oh, this again, I didn't do it. You know, so I think that's really important, like the assimilation in that process. And I think, frankly speaking, like that's kind of like what the mastermind does. I mean, the knowledge is not, you know, it's more specified for the individual practice because, you know, we have more one-on-one time, but it's the assimilation and creating new patterns patterns and getting all that stuff it's like the personal That's trainer so routine totally yeah so many times i think we, you go somewhere and you think like oh i'm gonna get the magic wand that's gonna transform my life forever but like it's no different i gave craig the analogy last night it's no different than going to like the analogy would be going to a training seminar right and thinking that like oh, i figured out how to work out i don't need to work out anymore because i figured out how to work out no now you got to go home and do the work on yeah. a consistent basis right the day the week you know the, the heavy lifting because it's not just the magic wand, the shift, it's, it's going to be work going into it. But. And there's a little bit of shame that happens too, at least in my own experience. Like I've gone to some really great life-changing events, like one being like Tony Robbins early on. I leave, I'm like, oh my God, life's never going to be the same. This is amazing. I figured it all out. I know exactly how to control my emotions and my state and blah, blah, blah. And it's great for like two weeks. I don't do any of this stuff. Yep. And it goes away and I go back to where I was before. But now I feel guilt or shame around it because I know better. So like to know, to once you know better and you still don't do it, it's upsetting. It's, it's hurtful. I think what's so important for the audience to know though, because people here in the room have probably felt that guilt or shame at some point in their life and just put a hand up. You could do a halfsy if you want to. Um, so yeah, a lot of people in the room can relate. And I think what's really great is to actually reframe that guilt or shame as like, how good is it that you feel that because you have the awareness that there's another part of you that that is not the one that falls off. That is not the one that doesn't stick to the plan. And now it's rubbing you. Now you feel it in you because you're like, holy smokes, that's actually not who I am. That's not integrous with me anymore. So it's bothering you that you're not following uh, through. Oh, that's a great reframing. And that is the, yeah. That, it's the a warning goal. bell it's before warning you bell. go too far deep. And, and it's even if you already went deep, if you're already like a bag full of Cheetos in, you can, all, you can just crumple up the bag and say, okay, I choose now to stop. I choose now to, to get back on track with what I've learned. You always have the opportunity to hop to another lily pad. It's just the awareness piece that you need. So you all have the awareness now. You've all gotten some type of information that says, oh, you know, I relate a little bit more to this part of me that I just learned that I could be at this conference. And now every time you have these micro moments of decision, no one's holding an expectation up to you that says, once you leave these doors, you now are the almighty, you know, dentist you that you can be and if you ever fall off that means that you flunked the bulletproof summit that's not what it is it's now you have an opportunity every single time there's a decision in front of your face it's just a tiny tiny shift and every single time you overcome the old programming of you before you walked into the bulletproof summit even if it's by the smallest iota of a degree or even if you have to backtrack and say hey team I just said that thing and that was totally like last week me that would lash out like that. I just want to correct and, and just go back a second and integrate some of the things that I learned. Could I have a do-over? And your team's going to be like, this wow. person's nuts. But it's you actually integrating the practices that you're learning. And that's actually what transformation is. It's the adjustment period. It's the correction period. It's the awareness and having a bit of grace for yourself in the process. That's Beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. That was awesome. Wow, that was so awesome. So what I love about what you said and what I've thought in my own mind is it's the time it takes to catch your your mistake. Exactly. So yeah. all I've noticed in, in my life is it used to take me two, five months, 
then it took me three months and now it can take me a minute like holy that was I'm so sorry you know I just got a phone call from my family I'm stressed out about that it is not you Um, I just I want to correct that so it's not that we're going to trip we're just going to catch the stumble and we're not going to like fall and like drag the drapes down and flip the table over when we do it we're just going to catch it quick and it's 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 extremely liberating and fun to start to tune in to you and your body and your mind because you're going to get signals from yourself because your mind is so intelligent and so smart so it might be like a little feeling in your belly and you're like something's weird about what I just said. And it's you being able to tune in and listen. Like we're all human. We're all going to make all these mistakes. We're all going to have times that we trip and that we fall. But if you're kind of just tuned in and tapped in and you're kind of feeling it and you can correct it, now it's like a you gamify life. And you're just, it's it's like, who am I going to be today? That And I always call it, you know, there's two versions of us, you know, the, and I name them. So for me, I have Griselda, which is that you know, crazy girl that does all that stuff that I don't like, the one that, you know, falls off track or the one that doesn't implement. And then I've got Sasha Fierce. And I just, I always remove them from myself, like subject object. And I look at every situation and I say, how would Griselda act and how would Sasha act? And then I just get to choose which path I want. And when you remove yourself from the equation, there's, you know, there's less emotion. You can kind of see it for what it really is. That's awesome. Yeah, I think to be an observer of yourself is a very healthy thing. And I will oftentimes on my own team, I'll say like, you know, that was Craig 1.0 or Craig 2.0. I don't have Griselda, (laughs) although I have nothing, no shame against that or or any emotions around that. But I do, I I always say like 1.0, 2.0. So, and, and people, my team knows it. So my team knows what I used to be like. So they'll point out like old Craig or new Craig and yeah. stuff like that. It's really cool. It's really liberating. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's uh, really, um, it will melt your team and it'll melt people around you when you experience someone being so honest. You know, you just a second ago expressing, gosh, I have so much going on at home and I just totally brought that to you. It's not you at all. There's something about that honesty that I think in our workplace, we, we harden a bit because we don't want to, you know, let that, that inside show on the exterior so we'll even if we are hard or even if we do do something that isn't really in integrity with who we really know we are we kind of protect the truth of what's happening to keep that stoicism or keep that professionalism when the truth is like I think that's the old paradigm of business I think that's the old paradigm of humaning and the greatest thing that you can possibly do is figure out how to be so radically honest with yourself like what's the most honest thing that just went down is like yo I just had you know, the worst night, and I came in here, just, it, it's been a, an early morning, I've had stress going out at home, and I just totally lashed out on you, I want to apologize, can we have a do-over, and I think people are just, no one expects that, so it's right. like, sure, totally, yeah, you can, let's go, yeah. and and that, that honesty is just liberating for yourself and for others. And the lie you tell yourself when you lose your cool is, well, yeah. I'm the boss, and I'm the one taking all the risk, and, and you know, these people don't know what it's like. Yeah. So, like, you know, I'm allowed, you know, I, I pay them. I'm allowed, like, yeah. you, know, you know, they have to just deal with me sometimes. You know, they don't know what the hell, you know, it's that, that lie you tell yourself. And I don't, I'm at the point now, like, if I'm, like, someone, because I'm so emotional and like I wear my heart on my sleeve that if I have people can always tell like people are you okay you seem like you're off and I'll have to tell people yeah I just you know my my son just went home from school sick so I'm just kind of thinking about that but thanks for asking so they like check in with me and I don't mind that for me that works because it's also like an external um, barometer for how I'm occurring yeah and I think that's really helpful for me 
And for all of you, you can practice like your own gauge of, of openness. You know, we're not saying to leave here and someone, your your team member comes up to you and is like, it looks like you're having a hard day. And you're like, yeah, the we just finished the taxes for the business. And, you know, <laughs> it, we're not saying to go into every detail, but it's what level of honesty can you bring is like, hey, yeah, I'm going through quite a bit. And I really just brought that to you. I want you to know that you're doing an amazing job and, and this is separate. So this is my stuff. Thank you. Like, it doesn't mean you have have to open up and share all the stuff that's going on, but you can be really honest about, you know, who you're being and how you're contributing to to your workplace and your life and your relationships back at home. And, you know, you have people waiting for you that are like, you just went to this crazy bulletproof two-day dental summit. What are you going to bring back? And it's like, you don't have to tell them all the things you did over the two days, but you can show by a demonstration the evolution that you've had. And then next year when the summit rolls around, you're your your mans or your lady or however they identify are going to be like, you should totally go to that summit again because you're displaying the benefit of your own growth and your own wisdom that you've gained. So good. That's awesome. You know, sometimes I think as leaders, you know, you think that you can't show vulnerability, right? I know I do that in my home life. Like, you know, no one, I, I bottle things up, I bottle things up at work because I don't want to bring on like, I don't want to show weakness because it makes me think like, Maybe the organization looks weak if I look weak. If I'm the tip of the spear and I show this vulnerability, right, and maybe this is just a, a, a macho thing or whatever, and, and, and I'm listening to you talk because you're really good about, about communicating what's going on in your brain. There are probably other people out there who aren't as good as that, and that's why I love where you're taking the little bite-sized exercises of just saying, hey, you know what, can I get a do-over? That wasn't what I wanted to do today. Yeah. And I think that would have been a massive course correction for me because so many times I would say something, or, or act a certain way and being like, and then I had to just, my pride made me just ke- kind of keep rolling yeah. with it, mm-hmm. which then dug it yes. in further. <laughs> Who can relate to that, by the way? It's so funny. And I dug in. I'm like, well, I have to be authentic with what I just said. And like, damn it, why did I say that? I could have just been like, times, do over. I need to do uh-huh. a 2.0. And that doesn't that melt, you guys? <laughs> like when you see somebody acknowledge that, especially the macho dentist man is like, hey, can I have a do over? I just totally came here. And that that is not the me that I want to bring today, it's like, yeah, totally, you can. It just it just is the human piece. It melts yeah, people and it, it connects does. people. I wish I had learned that 20 I, years ago. I witnessed it. So <laughs> I've been friends with Pete for, we, you know, we've been connected through business and friendship for, I think, six years. And um, I've seen a very real transition of, like, you know, all the levels of Pete. And recently there was something that he did that was like a harsh comment to me about something business-wise. I was like, blah, 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 hard stop, no. And I let it, but it bothered me. And then like literally like before bed, like at 8 o'clock, he's like, hey, man, just thinking about what I said. I didn't mean that. You've always led this right, and I, I got to trust your gut. And I'm really sorry I didn't mean anything I said. I'm like, whoa, wow. bro, amazing. No. Love you, buddy. It melted me. Like, but it was, yeah. it was that I've seen before because the pride, like if I'm vulnerable, am I weak? I think when you step into the, your realness, you're unstoppable. Yeah. And we all just hide. We put layers of armor on ourselves. And that armor we think that's protecting us is weighing us down. Yeah. You strip off your armor. You're like, this is me and I'm okay with it. That's power. And what's really cool is for the both of them in that exact scenario, they both have a gift in the moment. There's a phrase that I love and I shared with like a, kind of a version of it with you, Craig, the other day, but it is like, I I don't want to push away this hard scenario because I don't want to miss out on the gift that it's going to give me. So in that, you know, 
Oh, wow. You saying something that's really going to hurt you, you are actually the one that has the gift because if it hurts you and it penetrates you, then that means that there's kind of a spot in you where potentially, you know, that that's bothering you or maybe it, it, but when you're so, it's like if a 30-year-old said, you're so ugly, it's like you wouldn't even feel it because there, it's not, like it doesn't hit a spot, but because you guys respect each other and your business partners, there's some type of charge there. So you both get a gift in the moment to you be like, all right, I'm going to let that one roll off because I know that's, that's not, that would be my stuff if I carry that. But the fact that you also had the gift of recognizing that's not really how I want to portray myself to my friend and corrected it, like that's just being a human. We yeah. all have these gifts in these moments. And this is a great advice for a dental office because it's very high charge, right? There's schedules, there's people accounting and things get, you know, between the front of the desk and the back. Like, this is how conflict happens and, like, I think if we just ask for, like, do-overs once in a while in our, you know, like, yeah. that was, sorry, I was really stressed. That was a stressful time. We had seven patients in the waiting room. Sorry. Yes. Like, yeah, people don't realize they can do that. And yeah. the vernacular <laughs> is important. You know, your team can't do that if they don't know those those vernacular pieces. You know, in many phases of my own career, I've been in different environments where I have learned certain words, and then you have a permission slip to use the certain words. So, like, with Tony, we say clarify, verify, and that gives someone a permission slip to ask the stupidest question. You could be in the room, and it says, okay, we are going to, you know, do this exercise in the middle of the day at 3 p.m. And like literally the next moment you were not paying attention, doing something else and you missed the time, you could literally say, clarify, verify, that was 3 p.m., right? And because you said clarify, verify, clarifying and verifying, therefore nothing gets dropped, nothing is misinterpreted, nothing is misunderstood. It is a permission slip for you to go back and ask a question to, again. So it gives the whole community, the whole team working on the project, that word, that vernacular, to then use it in that scenario. Or do-over is a great one. If your team knows the word do-over, then if they're a raging biatch in a moment or someone's a total you know, whack-a-mole, they can say, oh, can I have a do-over? And now those pieces are integrated into your culture, which is now people are utilizing the words um, you know, and it's, it's uniting people and, and they have like a, a method to it, the madness. What is the number of do-overs that can be done in a day? <laughs> just to be clear. Yeah. What For is you the, what is the limit of yeah. what you can do? Six or seven? <laughs> the limit does not exist. Yeah. What's the statute of limitations? Do you want to take that shit back from last night? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too funny. But I think it's, it's awesome. There's a, there's a, a saying that I think Tony likes to say a lot. It's like the quality of your communication is the, the quality of your life. Yeah. So you look at like the, the most amazing friends that I have and the people that I respect the most. They're just amazing communicators. We all get conflated with the idea that what you say is communication. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's what people understand you saying. So yeah. people are so like steadfast. Like I told her this. I'm like, and, and me being like a very highly emotional, like I'm the person like Eric is logical in my office and I'm really emo emotional. And she'll say like, they said two plus two equals four. And I'm like, that's not what they meant. Yeah. They're having a crisis. Yeah. And she's like, how the fuck do you see all that? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah. And it's just, I think we have to own we have to take the responsibility to own what the person feels when you communicate. Mm -hmm. So no matter what you say, if they don't hear you or felt, feel what you mean, you have to own that. You have to correct that. Yeah. So I think it's vernacular, but it's also just the responsibility of the communicator to make sure they're hearing and feeling what you mean. And I think that responsibility word is such a good one to just kind of like etch in right now for all of us because it's responsibility for everything. It's knowing that 
you know, we're all responsible for our own communication. We're all responsible for our own lives. Like no one's going to leave this summit and come knock on your door and be like, are you implementing everything you learned in the manual? And I think I've seen a gajillion events and, you know, millions of people that have done some type of development work like you are doing. And sometimes you guys finish my sentence. People are like, oh, you know, it was great, but it didn't work. And I always go back and I'm like, who didn't work? Because I think as a leader, the best and greatest question you could ask yourself is, how can this work for me? And so any scenario that you are in, any training, any moment, any environment can be advantageous for you if you're searching for how it can work for you and if you're implementing. So that radical responsibility leaving the conference today will be so great for all of us, myself included. I learned so much here the last two days um, and just taking responsibility to implement it. And then also taking responsibility to set your runway up for what's next. You know, you have immersive experience for two days and then you go back to life. I think it's so easy for us to fall back into the totally. pattern. That was kind of the, honestly, that's the, that's the reason that we make that, that summit manual so big. There's no way, you know, if we were to go over every one of these principles and write all this thing, it would be a two-week workshop of things, right? Yeah. But we don't, want, we don't want to leave the information with us. We want to say, hey... Let's put it in the manual, go home, and you can disseminate it and start acting on it based on some of the core topics that you heard. If, if something kind of lit you up, then you go home, and then there's the how-to. Yeah. Right. But Craig and I are just obsessed with, like, wanting to deliver value. I think sometimes we almost keep dumping and dumping, dumping, and trying to say, like, we just want to help and help and impact and put create this process and help with this process, right? But, the, but, but it can't all be done in two days. Well, there are certain people... We have a, a, a listener out here named Jeffrey. I like to talk about him a lot. I don't know if I have permission to use his full name. He literally, I met him a year ago. He was a attendee of the Bulletproof Summit. And he said, listen, um, I've implemented everything you've ever said. And he's at 28 million, top wow. line, maybe more now. And the difference is those that need accountability, like me, I need accountability. And those who actually need someone to have an accountability and take the responsibility to implement, or those that are just self-starters. So the book works for those people True. but like i love you say, you saying like what worked and who didn't work because like the masterminders those that did the work early you know we have masterminders that are attending now for their third consecutive I mastermind attended twice in that mastermind right i spoke there yeah. right right so we have people that are signed up for the third year wow their first year they figured out what they want to do i want to i don't want to drive an hour to work you know who i'm talking about i want to live in calabasas i want to i do seven hundred thousand dollars a year i want to do more well, how much more do you want to do? Where do you want everything? And everything, the visioneering and all the strategic help, like they actually did the work. Those who do the work and have the accountability get massive results. It's incredible to see, like, if you actually do what you're supposed to do. So what I loved about that, I got such a privilege to be able to join in the mastermind. And if any of you were there and you're here, good to see you again. I got to pop in, I think, twice over the last, I don't know, two and a half years or something like that. And... Um, it was, it was such a gift, but I think the coolest piece to that and the lesson you can all pull in whatever way you're doing it, whether you're in the mastermind or you're doing um, something else, I guess my point is, what is that thing that you're doing? Because the worst thing you could ever do is have your CE one time a year and have this immersive experience and you're, you know, it's flowing and, and then it's nothing. You know, we all have had that stall or that come down when you're riding that momentum right now and you don't have the path that's going to happen when you wake up tomorrow morning. That's why those of you that are signed up for the mastermind, you're sitting here today like, 
Heck yeah, I know exactly what's coming up next week. I know what's coming up next month that you've got your next step and next path. So for all of you, you just want to start thinking about what is your next step or your next path? How is it an integration plan that you have with your team? Is it um, you've met a couple people here that you're going to get on a Zoom call with? Like, how are you going to keep your momentum going after today um, so that you're not, you know, stalling and, and dropping off when you go back to quote, quote, real life? We made a mistake yesterday, just in, in full disclosure, of trying to talk about the mastermind right before lunch, and we got jammed up. And, um, and I don't feel we did. We were able to talk about it because we were getting a lot of questions after the day about w what we should have been answering throughout the day. I think, personally, it's because I've been able to see it two years. It's the most transformative process I've ever seen in dentists happen. Craig has already alluded to the revenues, but the, the transformations in people's clarity has been probably the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, happiness, clarity, fulfillment, the team. I mean, the team is the, the team aspects alone are, are just incredible. It's 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 basically three separate masterminds all wrapped in one. The hygiene teams are with the hygiene teams, the office management and assistant teams are with Erica and the doctors come with us and the immersive experience is, is truly, truly transformational. So it's something that I'm actually most proud of, of, of everything I've ever done. And uh, I've sat with Peter at the end of some of these um, uh, closing mastermind events and just my heart was just completely filled. I think that the um, getting is in the giving and there's nothing better than helping people because what we realize is we all have the same problems. And sometimes it's, for selfishly speaking, I'd rather address the problems in the mastermind because my, those problems come up for me too. So I'm consciously working on things. So before my problems come up or all the things that I've learned, just trying to bestow that under the people. And, um, it's, it's a truly rewarding thing and something that I don't take lightly. And we, we are extending the, um, yep. Enrollment. So, Lacey, wave your hand in the back if you don't mind. Everybody knows Lacey. Just drop your name or you can text her or whatever you want to do. She'll be walking around the entire day. The breakdown's obviously in the, in the Bulletproof Manual, right, where we're, we're, they're going to pull up the benefits of what. But obviously, we're doing immersive experience. We're doing true trips. The one coming up in the fall is going to more than likely be Cabo. There's going to be another one, uh, a vacation um, uh, retreat in the spring, go skiing. So we want to go to fabulous places and really immerse ourselves and learn as a group. And that's where the power transform is in the smaller collective group where everyone's rooting for. You can see it coming up on the screen now where everyone is kind of hearing someone's problem, problem solution. I always say the solution is in the room, right? You, you come with a problem and the solution is in the room. It may not be Craig. It may not be me, but it more, more than likely people leave with this clarity of like, Oh my God, finally I know what to do. I'm looking at someone right now who got massive clarity in, 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 in uh, Deer Valley where we were last year. Just It changed the trajectory of your life. And that's what, to me, is the, is the best thing because so many times we live our lives just on auto-repeat, right? Yes. I think I'm going here. And then you look back and you're like, holy shit, I just blew 10 years on doing something that I didn't ever audit that I didn't want. And so if you can make that, you know, that analogy I gave with the airplane, if you could just make that course correction a little bit, my God. You get one ticket. You get uh, one life. Peter, some of the hap some of started happening in the room yesterday. Yeah. I had people coming up to me like, "Wow, I'm really confused." I'm like, and 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 they were actually like, "I just don't know what I want. I just built a building. I, I'm so confused right now. I should have gone here," and and it was just well, listen, it's like you have that messy closet. And before you organize it, you take the closet, you put everything on the ground. You're like, oh, shit, I should have just left it in the closet because it gets messy before it gets clean. But, I mean, the guy's young. He's in his low 30s. So, like, if he could figure this stuff out now, that two-degree separation, he could just land, you know, take off in Florida and land in Jacksonville, Florida versus, like, wind up in Japan, you know. So, if you course correct early in your career, 
that's the best thing ever. And I, that's my sincere hope is that the people that are a little younger and obviously the masterminds open to everybody. I mean, some of, some of the attendees have been cons- considerably older than us. Um, you know, and, and the massive value they've got because they're transitioning and stuff like that. So I, I just don't know of an opportunity that's going to be as good as that for, for those. So, And to that piece, for that young, like, 30-year-old person, I can so relate just obviously, like, in age and life experience. And I think it's important for all of you, if there's any aspect of your life that you're kind of like, ugh, I just invested all this and a day turned into a week, turned into a month, turned into 10 years, and I'm like, exactly what you were saying, like, what, what, what how? It's important to know, and you guys could write this down if you want to, that a little phrase that I always remember is like, life cannot go wrong. So whatever currently is your reality is like exactly you are supposed to be here. So you got the gift of the understanding of whatever it is that you are learning. It wouldn't have hit you the same way if you hadn't built the building while being here at that time, which is the gift of wisdom, which is the gift of condensing decades into days and learning from people that have been there because they've got the... um, Rear view view. I like of it that. All. Decade into days. Yeah. That's exactly what I've been trying to say, but I've just spent four hours saying it. <laughs> Decades into days. That's exactly what I feel. And, between and I had no you, one, by the way, even like my father sometimes. Like, I love my father. My, I've asked my father, like, hey, dad, have you ever bought like whole life insurance? He's like, no, I would never buy that. That's, that's not good for you. You don't want to buy that. I'm like, why don't you tell me? Well, you never asked. I'm like, how does a kid ask? Is like, so it's like, I just don't. I, I, I'm obsessed with having people know all the things that have got me in trouble. I just really, I love that because it's just like, I had to get my ass kicked. I don't want everybody else to get their ass kicked. If, if it, this is the last thing we'll say about the mastermind. If you're interested in it, obviously we we've spoken about its praises. We love it. The people who have gone through it love it. Find someone if you're interested who's gone through it. Ask them questions. Ask us questions. We're keeping it open because we did a shitty job yesterday of kind of communicating the value. Um, I know Lacey's kind of looking at me saying that our tracks are now available to go. We need to be disseminate and go to our rooms, and um, we'll break. And I think, are we going to be back here l- later today, Lace? Okay, so we're going to be back I'll, here at the end of the day. Also, one more thing. For those that have been in the mastermind, raise your hand real high. Look around the room, people. If there's one sitting next to you, ask them. Yeah. It's not going to be good. Don't ask me because, you know, obviously I love it. But look around the room. If there's one sitting close to them, ask them the good, the bad, everything. They'll tell you. Okay, let's have a great day, everybody. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.